Welcome to the RDH Magazine Podcast, an Endeavor Business Media production. This show represents the voice of today's RDH. Like mine. And mine. Like mine. And mine. And mine. And yours. Join us each Tuesday and Thursday as we explore trending topics and go behind the scenes and into the minds of our amazing writers and friends. And now, here's the latest episode with Jackie Sanders. Welcome back to RDH Podcast. My name is Jackie Sanders, Chief Editor of RDH Magazine, and today I am hanging out with Andrew Johnson. You know, you, Why you just are you can't... laughing at the intro already? <laughs> Can I tell oh. you, the way you even came in hot like that is so freaking professional that drives me crazy. You know what? I, I will offer you lessons, you know. Oh, of, of professionalism? I don't <laughs> want lessons on professionalism. Um, thanks for having me, by the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. For those of you who don't know Andrew, he is the voice of A Tale of Two Hygienists. Hmm. So um, he actually is the one who trained me to do this. So you, you think that... that uh, maybe... Not the professionals. You've been doing this for years and years and years about being all like prim and proper. But do a great job at it, though. Well, when I need to, I was, I think I used you as an example recently. I'm like, when I need to look at someone to rein me back in of a, what a, a professional in this landscape should look like, it's Jackie Sanders. <laughs> Except after five. <laughs> then it's no longer the truth. Sorry, did I just expose all your secrets? Yeah, no, no. No, you know, you have to have the balance in life. Yeah. You know, so you, you, can't, be, you can't be prim and proper all the time. You have to laugh. Yeah. So we were talking a little bit about, you know, things that you have done that mm-hmm. I haven't done, which, you know, the, the list goes on and on and on. But one of those... Let's talk about the good things that I've done, though. Hey, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> That's a shorter list. <laughs> one of those things that I've never done and never had the opportunity to do is go on a mission. Yes. Yeah. So tell <sighs> me, how many missions have you actually been on? One. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, well, I <laughs> That'd know be really bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm the expert, but I've only done one. Um, yeah, I think I've lost count, honestly. I probably have done maybe like five, maybe to Guatemala, and maybe like four or five to the Dominican Republic. And then I hope we can talk about the mission trip that I'm just starting here kind of later on, but it'll be to the Philippines. So that'll probably be, that's why maybe like 10 to a dozen, somewhere in there. Yeah, and yeah. But, there, but the thing I want to talk about and the thing I want your listeners to understand is like, every mission trip's not the same. You know Mary Jensen, right? Yes, I do know So Mary. Mary is probably one of the people that I look at as being like the iconic dental mission person. She goes with this group that does amazing things. I'm so sorry, I forgot the name of it already. But they do a lot of like cleft palate surgeries mm-hmm. and things like that with the group. And then she does hygiene-related services, whether it's uh, home care, whether it's, you know, profies and, and fluorides and things like that. She does, a, a, depending on what the people need, she's able to kind of what make do with whatever. I think that's when, like, in our mind, that's kind of what we think of is like, we're going to go someplace. Generally, we think of like it being uh, overseas and we're going to be doing profi, 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 fluoride, 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 right? And that's not really, it hasn't really been my experience to do it that way. And so kind of like the, the buckets that the types of missions fall under are just a few. You have religious affiliated ones, right? So yeah. um, a lot of Christian-based mission groups here from the states you i mean throw a dart and you're gonna hit one like there's right. so many of them and it's fine that's neither good nor bad you, you do your thing what they have kind of to their advantage though is they usually have a built-in 
support system locally wherever they go. And that's kind of nice to have because if you need patients or whatever, they can kind of put the word out to that, hey, we're here in the city, you know, come get your, you know, dental services completed. So that's great. There's also just, you know, non-government, non-religious, like altruistic people trying to do the, the right thing for the right reasons, groups that are out there as well. There's mission groups that offer CE. So the ones I went to Guatemala in was actually, I was teaching local anesthesia courses and also, um, so we did a, a didactic version of it, but then we also for three days did hands-on where I could help coach these hygienists who maybe haven't given uh, like a block injection ever, yeah. or maybe not many years. I could look over their shoulder and we could do this together. Meanwhile, there's 20 or 30 doctors that are extracting teeth. Right. And they went through their own didactic and they got it. So that's a CE based dental mission. So, was, you know, all the good stuff happened, but you know, we are there for like an educational purpose. And then, you know, there's the, the fun in the sun CE ones. Like you've seen those, you know, there's, there's different, those cruises, right. there's the ones to the beaches, there's the, all the different things. And, um, those ones have a place as well where they, you know, and everyone's a little bit different, but like you have a small portion of that trip is allocated towards, you know, the service part of it, but then you're, you're there having, you know, fun with your dental friends. So, I mean, there's a variety of different ones that you can choose from. And I, and I think that it helps, helps us to be able to kind of wherever we're at in our life, fill that space. So if I am, you know, a, a, a fervently religious person, I can go, you know, fill up multiple buckets mm-hmm. for myself by, by serving these mission trips. I'm burnt out, which is one of the reasons why I went originally. It was because I was so burnt out on hygiene that I'm just like, look, there's got to be something more. This is a great opportunity for, for you to kind of like overcome that. You, you'll see your profession in a different world. The other thing too, the, the CE ones are really cool though because you get to learn something new. They had something a long time ago. I'm sure it's still there. I just haven't researched it in a while. But you know ozone? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like you could go down... I, think, I want to say it was somewhere maybe in Belize or something like that, but they had like a retreat and you would go learn about ozone. And I think that you also did, uh, that might not be a mission trip, but I think it's something like that where you like, you learn about ozone, then you, you treat patients. The doctors do a lot of these ones where they're, you know, sinking implants into patients, doing the CE, doing the mission trip and things like that. So uh, I would probably lean towards more like the, the, the CE version and or the fun in the sun. Yeah. If that's my, well, my options. Yeah, I mean, there, as you said, there's a, a fit for everybody, what they're looking for. You know, mm-hmm. some want to go in, into the jungle and some want to stay in a nice place and some mm-hmm. want to help with cleft palates and some just want to, you know, take care of mothers and their children. So mm-hmm. you just have to shop around. And uh, I, ironically, I think we have two or three um, exhibit booths at Under One Roof this year with mission trip yeah. companies or organizations, I guess yeah. you would call them. But you personally are putting together a mission trip coming up. What is that all about? I am. I, you know, I'm really excited about this. You should be. But here's Okay, so here's the thing. If you know me, you know I love the Philippines. I try and find a way to talk about it basically every day, right? Um, every one of our calls, I've mentioned it somehow. Um, my daughter is named after a Filipino word name. And so I, it's just, it's... It's who I am through and through my time that I lived there. And I was a you know young adult. It was just, it was instrumental in like everything that I am. So, you know, I went back on vacation and I took my kids and I said, yeah. you know, this is really, this is, this place is awesome. This and that and the other. Simultaneously, I was, you know, going on these trips to the Dominican Republic with this really great company called Somos Amigos. They do mission trips, right? 
and they, they, they're there for the right reason. I love them so much. And I'm like, well, how can I marry my two loves? You know, the Philippines and these mission trips. And so I've looked at several of them and I'm not an uber religious person. So I, that, that type of mission didn't really like call out to me. I couldn't find any CE based, you know, trip to the Philippines. I couldn't really find any even fun in the sun, you know, let's go on or whatever to the Philippines in the same way. And so I'm like, okay, look, I, we're just going to create this thing. And so it's been several years I've been thinking about, you know, what do I want that mission trip to look like? Some of the things that are really important to me is one that there is a true impact on the community because I know we all feel good about doing profies and slapping some fluoride on some teeth, but what is that really doing for somebody? And especially if we're not doing in-depth medical dental history, intake evaluations, classifying them at a certain caries risk or perio risk, and then treating them accordingly. Because a lot of mission trips don't do that. They just say, okay, here's your next patient. Good yeah. luck. Get as much calculus off as you can. And you do that. And you should feel good about that. You shouldn't feel bad at all about that. But you know how my brain works. I need, I need to be able to see that we're doing good. I need to be able to track with metrics and numbers and analyze it. And like, is this really, is there a point to what we're doing? Or is this all just, you know, fluff? And so what we're doing is going to be a minimally invasive trip. We're going to, we're going to fly into Manila. We're going to catch another small plane to a, a small island called Coron. And then we're going to take a boat. <laughs> I know it sounds really complicated to get Planes, to this little boat. trains, we're, automobiles, automobiles. And, get, boat. <laughs> and this boat is like, a, it can only hold 20 people. It's such a small oh, little boat. Great. <laughs> it's a little double outrigger. Uh, it's called a banca is what we call them in the Philippines. And we're going to, you know, we're going to jump from island to island because there's a bunch of little islands there and we'll do some snorkeling and stuff. There's going to be some fun in the sun with this. But one of those islands, the island of Linapacan, doesn't have any access from planes or anything like that. So if they get uh, supplies sent to them, it's, it's always by boat. And because of that, because they're so isolated in the middle of, of nowhere, really, there's no dental professionals. There's no medical professionals. There's none of these. And so mm -hmm. it's not uncommon that you'll look at these children and they're just black nubs of teeth everywhere. Yeah. And what I want to do is I want to take a, a population. I haven't really figured out what grade we're going to start with yet, probably until this first trip. But we'll say, okay, look, seventh graders, we're going to take a score of your decayed missing filled teeth. No filled, obviously, but decayed, <laughs> decayed or missing teeth. We're going to take your scores. We're going to look at your averages. And then we're going to start treating the third graders. And then every year as they get closer to that seventh grade, mm -hmm. we're going to see where we having an impact. And then year one of the first third graders, what's the new decay missing field teeth as their seventh graders. And then year two, year three, year four. So having the ability to go back and, and study are, is silver diamine fluoride working? Mm, yeah. Are the glass ionomer sealants working? We do have three doctors so far signed up for this April trip and they're going to do just very, gentle scoop and fill restorations, nothing that's going to be invasive. They won't have access to follow-up care. So we can't be super invasive, but, you know, just doing, you know, basic gentle dentistry for them. In addition, obviously home care, in addition to some nutri nutritional counseling. And hopefully, you know, this, I mean, this is kind of a bigger project. It's a, a I'm not going to see results probably four to six years really, but, um, trying to make sure that we're doing the right thing for these people. The other thing that about mission trips is that you don't want to be the, I don't, I don't know the politically correct term and we can bleep this out. This is the wrong term, but it's, it's called the white savior complex. So self-righteous. what happens is like these, 
white North American people yeah. go into yeah. indigenous populations and they impose everything on them and then they just disappear without right. a trace. Right. What we need to be able to do is empower this group, this community. It's like, yes, we're going to come in here, but you did, we need to make you self-sufficient. Like you guys need to be able to do this on your own. So it's not about us. It's about them and about being, giving them the, the knowledge and empowerment to be able to do themselves. And so that's what this whole entire thing is really about. It is going to be kind of a short, you know, it's going to be a day and a half of clinic. And then it's going to be, what would that make? Two and a half days of kind of island hopping, uh, snorkeling, finding Nemo fun. You know, like it's going to be, it's going to be really awesome. And then it's going to, it's a cultural immersion. You're going to see, you know, what it's like to, to live in the Philippines. Um, they're the best people. They're, they're <laughs> loving, they're welcoming, they're inclusive. They're all of the things you're going to eat authentic Filipino food. Like it's, it's going to be like just the best thing ever. And because this isn't like a, I'm trying to make money on it. I'm just trying to get the cost paid for. It's relatively inexpensive. It's expensive. I probably should have said this at the beginning of the episode, but like most mission trips, like you'll pay like $5,000 or so. They'll pay for your flight. They'll pay for your food. They'll pay for your hotels with that $5,000. And then whatever's extra goes to like the pot to buy supplies, right? Somos Amigos, by the way, says you pay your airfare. And I think $500. Wow. If, you, if you guys want to go, somosamigos.org. That's a really good organization. That's like the least expensive I've ever heard. Most of them are between four thousand, five thousand. Yeah. Well, this one's fifteen hundred, and then you pay your airfare, and we found airfare from the West Coast for a thousand dollars. So you're probably twenty five hundred dollars into this thing. So it's not super expensive. It's not cheap, but that fifteen hundred dollars pays for all of your hotels, all of your food, all of your like. It's basically all inclusive with this whole entire island hopping tour as well. So are you looking for people to sign up and go with you? Or are you full? I, I'm d- almost dang full. I, are I, you? I don't know when this, this so comes out. So you're going to be doing it again, though? We are Every gonna, year definitely going to be, doing be it monitoring again. this. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you can guys reach out to me, andrea.tail2hygienist.com. I'll let you know if, if I have any openings. What I'm looking for, I think, right now, with a few positions left for the April 2024, if you're listening to this and later on, that's not going to apply anymore, then, you know, I, I'm just looking about someone that can, you know, get their schedule off quickly. Yeah. That's right. Right now, that's what I'm kind of working on is like, you know, normally you ask for vacation six months in advance, right? And that's not really something that people can can normally do, especially now. So, someone that can that has the flexibility to just uh, let's go ahead and do it, pull the trigger, we're done. Um, but if that's not the case, I'll start looking for 2025, probably uh, end of the summer. Okay. So. So to our listeners who are interested in mission, you just got a great rundown on all the different types, all the different styles. If you're ready to jump in and you need more information, you can reach out to Andrew at tale2hygienist.com and he can fill you in. And uh, who knows, you might even uh, catch me on one of these trips one of these years. I hope Any so. closing remarks? No, Jackie, I done? love you. You're doing a great job <laughs> with your podcast. Thank you so much that you do like for us now, the things you've done for the years, like for the profession. Like you're awesome. Well, thank you. I, I like working side by side with you. Same Z's. Thank you for listening to this episode of RDH Magazine Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this interview. Hit that subscribe button and join us next Thursday for another conversation with Jackie Sanders. Find us on social media, visit our website, and sign up for one of our amazing newsletters to keep up to date with your profession. Hygienists come for the education, but stay for the community. See you next time.